When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. We are saying as long as there is breath in our bodies, we will not forget you. If we don't deal with this issue now, the problem will get bigger. The lack of empathy. These women need to get over themselves. We're the one for Cork and ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The lines are live. Let's kickstart the conversation. This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah, Sans has been good to us again for you this week on the opinion line. I have tickets to give away every day to see Riverdance live at the Marquee next June. They're doing a few nights, a few performances live at the Marquee around the June weekend of next year. And I have a pair of tickets every day this week for somebody. And I'll tell you how you win them a little bit later on. I'll keep you in suspenders on that one for a while. And there's also a free panto Friday coming up. Friday is getting so close to Christmas now and so much stuff to shift from the stock room. That's what it is. Good morning to you. 1850-715-996. Trust you had a good weekend. As a Munster fan, what a day yesterday. What a... COVID! What COVID! What a fantastic performance by the, the men in red uh, against Wasps yesterday afternoon. The young lads, how well did they do? Fantastic. Fabulous to watch. I, I tuned in to watch it thinking, right, this is going to be a damage limitation exercise. And if we can get out of here with a losing bonus point, we'll have done very well. Then I saw what they did to, oh my God, what a fantastic afternoon's rugby. Anyway, where am I going first? Oh, yes. At the 13th of December, we have 10 days from now will be, of course, the 23rd, which will be the 25th anniversary of the discovery of the body of Sophie Toscan Duplantier. It was found uh, near her holiday home in Tourmore in West Cork. And from that day to this, it's a mystery that has baffled everybody. Who killed Sophie Toscan Duplantier? Will we ever know? A man that wrote a book on the subject and continues to follow it up year in, year out and of course is also preparing to cover the 25th anniversary is Ralph Regal of the Irish Independent. Ralph, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. It's a cold case review is the next step. How has that come about or has it been decided yet? Yeah, essentially, it's not been decided, PJ. And the reason it came about was because, well, first of all, 
that we have the 25th anniversary on the 23rd. Uh, no one has ever been charged with it. Uh, my apologies if there's a bit of background noise here, but That's okay. I, I'm not too far from the courts. Um, essentially, no one has ever been charged with the crime in Ireland. And what happened uh, earlier this summer was the fact that uh, Ian Bailey, who has consistently protested his innocence in relation to the matter, he wrote to the Taoiseach, to the Minister for Justice and to the Director of uh, Public Prosecutions and the Gardaí looking for a cold case review. Now, his argument is that a full cold case review would fully exonerate him and prove what he has said for 24, 25 years, that he had nothing to do with it. Now, the Garda Commissioner, Drew Harris, has said that that decision has not been made. Uh, he said that uh, a statement issued by the Garda last week, which we ran in the Independent, is that this remains an open, active and live investigation. And really, until there's a decision made on that review, there'll be no major decision on the cold case review. Critically, this week, we're going to have a number of very senior detectives in West Cork, and they would be some of Ireland's most experienced and veteran um, veterans of, of major murder investigations. They're going to review what has been described as potentially new evidence in the case, and they're going to make a call on whether that evidence would preclude a cold case review or whether it might support the case for a cold case review. Okay. In the meantime, of course, uh, the anniversary will be marked. Her family have been coming to Cork every year since, members of her family. Will they come this year? No, they won't, PJ. Now, uh, the actual cottage, um, for, for your listeners who, who, who may not remember the details, Sophie was found beaten to death um, at the end of the laneway leading to her holiday home in Tourmore outside Skull uh, in the morning of December the 23rd. Now, that property has since passed to her son, Pierre-Louis Baudet Vigneault, and uh, he has, I think the, the, the belief initially was that the property would be sold, but um, Pierre-Louis has come to the view that it's a memorial, it's a, a memory of his mother that he doesn't want to lose. So the house is kept exactly as it was when she owned it. Now, he has insisted it's not a shrine, but it has remained firmly in his ownership. And he has also named his eldest um, daughter, Sophie, in honour of her grandmother. So he does visit the house almost every year, but Sophie's parents, Georges and Marguerite, and a lot of other relatives have gotten quite elderly. Mm. Now, they're lovely people. I mean, they really, every single year, they would come over. I'm sure you covered it multiple yeah. times with, with yeah. us as well, PJ, that they would attend a memorial mass in Goleen. After the mass was over, Marie Madeleine, who is an aunt of Sophie's, who had flawless English, um, she would issue an appeal for information or urging anyone um, that might have a little piece of information to come forward to assist the Gardaí. But they're just too elderly at this stage. So what's going to happen is there'll be a private memorial mass for Sophie in Paris. And some of Sophie's friends, um, former neighbours, whatever, will have a, a private ceremony for her in West Cork. And we're expecting, Sophie's favourite flowers were, were lilies. And we're expecting a wreath of lilies to be laid at the Celtic Stone Cross, which marks the spot on the laneway where her body was discovered that awful morning on December the 23rd. Ralph, you, you've covered this in depth, as, as I said, you even wrote a book on it. Um, what do you make of all the developments lately, all of the stuff that seems to be coming out? I think some of it is potentially helpful to the Gardaí and PJ, but it's interesting that one of the detectives I spoke to last week, he basically said that their work on this has not been made any easier by a lot of unfounded speculation and a lot of essentially what are armchair theorists coming forward 
with bits and pieces of information which have absolutely no substance in fact or witnesses or anything like that. Now, that's not to say that some of the material that has emerged in the last kind of six to nine months, largely as a result of pe- of people becoming, I suppose, re-engaged with the case because of the Sky um, documentary and the Netflix, Netflix documentaries um, over the summer. There's a couple of statements. Now, they're, they're second party and in some cases almost third party um, recollections of the events of December 1996. But they're the things that the Guardian are focusing in on because if some of them are proven to be correct or that can be substantiated they're significant in that they would challenge some of the existing um, information mm. about the case Ralph before I let you go I, I think I've probably asked you this question before and, and we, you and I have covered this story together since day one and like you say I have been at that memorial I've seen just how broken those poor misfortunate people are her parents they're just broken inside do you think we will ever know for sure what happened that night. It's very difficult to say, PJ. I mean, there's a school of thought that if we were going to know, we would have known by now. Correct. And certainly you're talking about statements, information, recollections that are 25 years old. Added to the fact is that, that the Garda file has been opened um, to a police force from a foreign jurisdiction. And I mean, this case has raised major, I mean, legal landmarks from the, from the very beginning in terms of the fact that, first of all, you had someone prosecuted in a foreign jurisdiction um, for something that happened here in Ireland, which was a legal first. And, and then you have the fact that if there are to be any legal developments or prosecutorial developments in terms of this case, what's the position going to be on the fact that, well, look, this information has been, has been shown and shared with um, officials in a foreign jurisdiction. So it's very difficult to see some of those legal hurdles being overcome. I, I mean, much as I think everyone, as you've said, they're a lovely family. They are the nicest people you would ever come across in terms of the Bunials, the De Plantiers, uh, Pierre-Louis. I mean, he has fought such a brave campaign um, to see justice done for his mother. But it is very, very difficult, given the, the passage of time, to see that happening. All right, Ralph, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll follow it with interest, of course, as we continue to, to see what does what, what does transpire with these cold case reviews. Thank you very much, Ralph Regal uh, from the Irish Independent. Uh, his book on the murder is called A Dream of Death. Uh, you should find it in any good bookshop or indeed you'd probably find it on the on one of the ebook stores if you go looking for it. Great read. Great read. Thank you, Ralph. Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six. I was actually about to leave the newsroom that day. My news shift was due to end at two o'clock that afternoon and the phone rang about twenty to two and it was or was it maybe slightly slightly closer to two and a phone phone rang to say Eddie, it was Eddie Cassidy from the examiner and he rang to say that been a body found in West Cork and that was the the beginning of that story. Now on booster jabs and there seems to be a shortage of doses because they ran out of them in many places over the weekend when they had walk in vaccinations. They had walk up clinics in Dublin over the weekend, people queuing for hours. Now there, there are no walk-ins, I don't believe, planned for today, tomorrow or Wednesday in Cork. Anne has emailed the opinion line. Hi, PJ. Simon Harris has said to boost the booster campaign. But what I'd like to know is, are there, any, are there no booster options from 8 a.m. daily? And how much stock of vaccine is in Ireland right now? Age 40 plus are soon to get a booster. But how many over 50s and upwards are yet to get theirs? And there seems to be... So many different ways now to get called for your boosters that it's confusing 
the situation. I got called by my GP a week or two ago. I got my booster. I haven't yet had a call from the HSE, but I imagine I will get one because lots of people are get, getting called to their GP. They're getting their booster at their GP and then they're subsequently getting called by the HSE to a, to a vaccine centre. They don't go because they've had their booster and they are registered as a no-show. But they're talking about trying to get a million and a half people done with their booster before Christmas. They need to get... Anna's right. I think Anna's completely right. And the vaccine, the, the staff in the vaccine centre work so hard. And they've worked so hard for many, many months now. But they do need to get walk-in clinics available from 8am for the next week to week and a half. It would be, it would be a great idea if you could do it. Thank you, Anne. 1850 715 Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. Happy, happy holidays. With your local mace, going the extra smile to make your Christmas special. On Christmas Day, Cork's 96FM wants to bring you a little closer to those who can't make it home. Here we go! Oh, oh, oh. You make every day feel like it's Christmas. Join Shane Bucks from 11am for our Christmas Day Cracker. We want to speak to your nearest and dearest, wherever they are in the world. So, if you know someone who's up for a chat, then get in touch. Email the details to reception at 96fm.ie. The Christmas Day Cracker from 11am, only on Cork's 96FM. Now, Deirdre... Cope Foundation have issued us with a, a very brief statement which doesn't uh, comment on individual cases because they can't but what happened, you were supposed to go yourself and Al, your husband were supposed to go to Disney and it all fell yeah. through very very short notice on Friday, what happened to you? Okay, so I know there's pandemic PJ and I understand like staff is an issue and everything, but I gave them months upon months of notice. Now, my package includes for the benefit of listeners, your your son. How old is Evan now? So Evan is 21 now. So back in 2016, we were deemed a vulnerable family and that we were in crisis. And in fairness, the HSE stepped in, looked at our case, looked what was happening. And within six weeks, they put a package together for us. Mm -hmm. And it was every weekend. And I remember speaking to you about this. And I remember you telling me, just breathe, Deirdre, just breathe. Mm -hmm. And it was going well. And, you know, um, we were having a bit of a life. Evan was having a bit of a life without us. And then he turned 18. So then Hikwa came in and said, well, no, he can no longer stay in this facility now because these are for children and he's now an adult, even though the child is only like a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. So um, we tried the Montanati Hotel and it was too small. So we went for a second bedroom in the Montanati the following week and then they said, no, this is not going to work out. What is that? They would put they, him they, in and mind him there, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So then they did try another house. But when Hikwa came in and saw that house, they said, absolutely no way can Evan Dwyer come in here. So that was the day then it was completely pulled. Mm. So from 18 then to now, we get nothing. 
as in overnights. So I had asked them politely, could I have the night of my birthday off? And she said she'd do her best and I didn't get it. And I said, no, you know, Disney is booked for the last God knows how long, like, because you know me. PJ, Disney is my, like, is my outlet. I suppose maybe, David, and, just for a second before we go on to what happened, because uh, I will get there, just <clears> just for listeners again, I mean, you and I know each other since Evan was a small boy, so, so like, yeah. I know the story, but for listeners who wouldn't understand, he's 21 years of age, he's a grown man, he's a okay. big, strong lad, but he's yeah. the mental age of what, a, a child of maybe two? And that's pushing us. Yeah. Um, like he's he's non-stop. So like PJ, my day might start between half past two and four o'clock. That's the time he gets up. From the time he comes up, he's down the stairs, he's straight over to the water and like that's your first meltdown. Then you're coming in and you're trying to change him. So he's in nappies. So you're changing him. You're starting his mates then. Um, he might decide then around five o'clock, sure, I'll go for a spin and you're out spinning and then he might come back in again and like he's walking up and down, walking up and down, just in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, then he might decide he's having a meltdown, like something might trigger and sure the meltdown could go on. It might it might go on for a minute. It might go on for 25 minutes. Yes. And that's ever before we get him out the door today service. And then he's actually cute because if he sees Al's car in the drive, he's a bit calmer. But if no car is in the drive, he will actually just turn and he'll walk towards me and he'll start backing me up into a corner. And like, I have her now. And like, you're dancing around then to get away from him. Like, our house, no, it's a home, but it's a home for Evan. Like, I don't have a Christmas tree. My my TV is behind Perspex. My lights are in the ceiling. My windows had to come from um, Italy with the blinds inside them. My room downstairs is a safe room, completely padded. When he gets the bad see then bad meltdowns that he's not hurt and we're not hurt. Um, you know, it's just constant with them. He doesn't sit down, mm. and in two minutes he'll throw whatever comes his way. And he has no understanding of what he's doing. It's so important. No. Like, he could be walking and he could just drop his pants, like, I mean, 21 years of age. So, like, you're so embarrassed just in case that would happen when you're out. So it got to the stage then we weren't going out. Yeah. Because, you know, like, how do you explain that to a two-year-old that's watching this? You can't. No. So, So, like, your family life is just so limited. Yeah. And then we don't have family to help us, PJ. And that's the core of this as well. So it's me and Al. Yeah. And like Dylan is living in court, which I want him to. I mean, he's not his brother's keeper. Yes. And he saw this for the last so long and he stayed as long as he could. I mean, that he's getting married. He wanted to be with his girlfriend. Sure. It's what I wanted for him. I know. Tell, tell tell me about what happened. So this weekend you had you're saying from you booked Disney yourself and Al both go to Disney. Oh. That's your that's your happy place, as it were. What happened? So, um, like she was saying, no, they never came to me and said that it's actually booked. I only heard it through the carers, and I said, oh, this is great. We're going. And then on Thursday morning, 
um, one of the ladies that's in charge rang me and she was saying, you know, you'll have a lovely time now, like everything is great. And no, sorry, that was on the Wednesday. You'll have a lovely time and everything is booked now. Will you make sure that all the meds are are there? And I said, actually, I put extra meds in just in case he throws the yogurt or he throws whatever. And everything was going great. And the bags were packed and Evan's stuff was packed and I was bringing them in up to NASC on Thursday. And I went up to NASC on Wednesday and I could see them looking at me. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and no, he is having issues with his bowel, always had and always will. Mm-hmm. So she said, um, he has a little bit of a runny nose. I said, sure, he has that for the last three weeks. And she said, yeah, but his eyes are kind of watery. And I said, yeah, but the Zyrtec is there. He's charted for Zyrtec. Give it to him. And she said, um, I think we'll do a PCR test. And I said, but she, you know, all the time, even when he was going into hospital last year, he didn't do a PCR test. So why now? And um, so and anyway, they did the PCR test. And then they were saying, we have to wait now for the um, results to come back and they should be back now early tomorrow. And five o'clock came, nothing. So I still had Evan at home now because because he was had the PCR test and we're waiting on the results. He couldn't go into service. So then eight o'clock on Thursday night, they rang me and they said he's negative. And I said, of course, he's negative. Mm-hmm. I said, do you not think that I would do anything to my child if I thought that he was anyway shown symptoms and she said yes so I said well what do we do now so will I bring him up now and we'll still make our flight at quarter eight quarter past eight in the morning uh no he has to be 48 hours symptoms free I said where did that rule come in from I said people that are tested for the um for crashes they're allowed back in the next day so I said where did the 48 rule come in and she said, well, that's what we have to do. Now. I said, so you're telling me it is now nine o'clock that I'm not going to be on that flight at quarter past eight in the morning. I said, I will get, I lose it completely because it's so close to departure. Yeah. And I said, do you know you're pushing and pushing families to the point of no return? Like we were gushed. Of course, the tears started then. And like, I couldn't even talk on Thursday. And I don't put very much up on Facebook about Evan. I put happy stuff up yes. about him, but I will never put anything That's right. I was just, I was just thro- strolling through or scrolling through Friday evening and I and I saw your your post. And I, I, I it is unusual for you to, to, to put it. Now, we, yeah. got, we got a statement from COPE. Um, okay. A spokesperson from COPE who said to us that I, they obviously can't comment on individual cases. But they said yeah. they're doing everything they can to support people during this challenging time. We have no choice but to fully en- enforce HSE protocol regarding COVID. And this includes where any individual tests negative protocol is outlined here. And it says, and I have a copy of it myself, so it's if you were tested because you have symptoms uh, until you have not have any symptoms for 48 hours, you need to self-isolate. Do this even if you are fully vaccinated. So that applies to anybody with a PCR coming back negative. You're still expected to self-isolate for 48 hours before you can go back doing anything. So that is the protocol. So they couldn't actually, under HSE rules, take him from you on Thursday. 
But PJ, my point is, this was Evan all through the pandemic. Why was it the week that I was going away? Yeah. And I firmly believe, and I'm nearly 100% right, they did not have the staff for Thursday night. And the only way out of this was... Well, well, no, dear, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be suggesting anything of that regard. But the rules with regard to testing are very, Um, very clear. They're there, and I went looking up the website myself this morning with regard to it. And if you're tested, even for, even after a negative test, and even if you're fully vaccinated, you still have to hold tough for forty-eight hours before you can do anything. You're actually supposed to stay in your room, let alone stay at home, for forty-eight hours after a negative test result yeah. and like and like PJ my point is he wasn't showing signs of COVID yeah. Evan is Evan all the time Evan doesn't change thank God since he had those bad seizures last August Evan has been doing very well the bowl comes into it a play it is in play at the moment yeah. he is having a hard time the poor child that's what brings on the runny nose and the eyes. So he's he's charted for Zyrtec. They know all this. They know Evan for three, like for ne- nearly three yes, years. Really. And it just so happened that we were going our first break. I know. I know. It's in awful. In three years. It's awful. It's awful. But unfortunately, the and, and you're right. You, you didn't, you knew that you knew the PCR would come back negative. Negative. But. The rules are but the you know, rules. This, there they are. This is only the tip of the iceberg. The iceberg. We are families, and I see families when I'm up there. Yeah. We are pinned to our collars. Oh, We're totally, totally exhausted. Um, it's like they'll push you and push you, and they wait. Mm. They but there's a massive, there's a massive sh- staff shortage across all sorts of services yeah. these days. Massive staff shortage. Like. PJ, they knew we were going into crisis last May. There was another email sent in and they said, look after this family because this family are in crisis at the moment. I am now back in 2016 where Evan has gone very aggressive. Um, I remember you talking to me about that. That was very upsetting. I mean, he's like, he, he has us, and I, I'm, no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. I mean, for a while, I think people thought Al or I were battering each other. The people don't think that your young child is doing this to you. I mean, I was escorted off a flight, never to be able to fly again with him. And that's what kind of pushed how I got my package. Um. Like we leave him with no one because he is quite complex and we're very, very lucky to have him with us and we want to keep him with us. But with the help that's supposed to be coming our way every weekend and when you're not getting it and you're exhausted and you're just saying, will I get two hours sleep today now? Or maybe I might be lucky and I might get two and a half hours sleep. You know, you're running on empty. Your marriage is falling apart behind you. You're trying to keep your marriage going. Al is trying to keep a business going. You know, like we are exhausted. Like, and it shouldn't have to come to that because we have the package. I feel sorry for the people who are not in my position that haven't got that package. You see, the problem is with the HSE having given you the package and the HSE funding the package and 
that's that's all good. The problem is then you see that the the HSC guidelines have to be followed to the absolute letter, and and, and that is what Cope have said that they've done. I I really feel for you, D. I really do. Please give my best to Al and and give that great boy a hug for me if you can get near him to do it. I know what that means. Um, and try and have a, try and try and make the best out of Christmas. I know how much that that break would have meant to you. Uh, Dee, thank you very much. Uh, that's, uh, I know I know that family since Evan was a very, very small boy. And uh, it's it's tragic, really. It's tragic, really, because he's a lovely, lovely, lovely kid with so many complex needs. Thanks, Dee. 1850-715-996. Ken Perrot is on to us with a bit of a traffic update. Guys, the crash at the end of McCurtain Street. It's a car and a truck involved. It's actually right in the yellow box at the end of McCurtain Street, where that meets with Summerhill. Traffic in the area is extremely busy at the moment. Thank you, Ken. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. It's been another massive year on Cork's 96 FM. Bring it right back. We won four National Imro Radio Awards. Oh my God! We made your Christmas with a 10K toy giveaway. Yay! And you raised over 385,000 euro on Radiothon. Generous people of Cork, thank you. Oh, I love it when you do it like that. Now, the latest radio research is out, and it's really massive. 227,000 people. Listen to Cork's 96FM and C103 every week. Source JNLR Ipsos MRBI 2021. Three. Ooh, I love the way you do it like that. A huge thank you for listening. A huge thank you for listening. Have a happy Christmas and a great new year. Great new year. Spend your clothes. I love you. From Cork's 96FM. Hashtag choose radio. Paul says the place in Grenade uh, near Charleville that uses equine therapy uh, to help people maybe be able to help Deirdre. The horses calm youngsters down when they have a meltdown. I, I've, I've heard of it and I can't for the life of me remember the name of it, but I did I did hear of it before. Uh, but thanks for that. I tested positive on a Monday by sorry, I tested negative on a Monday. By Wednesday I was positive. Not a fun time. Yeah, I know. Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six. There's a huge number of people currently waiting on wheelchairs across Cork and Kerry. Gronya, good morning to you. Hi, PJ, how are you? Good, good. Uh, this is being blamed on Brexit, according to the to the Echo. Yeah, I believe it. Um, Liam is has a, a power chair, and we're waiting for parts for his chair. And I was told recently that it would be the start of the new year before we get the parts for his chair. Yeah, I spoke to you before about Liam. Just, just. Yeah. Go- go through again he's, he's, he uses this chair all the time and it has to be specialised for him yeah because of his condition because um, he has scoliosis and he has a pressure sore his chair is specially designed for him like in terms of cushion and the moulding and stuff like that so as he grows the chair needs to go with him and, in some, and like I said before in 2019 the chair he all grew the chair and ended up in hospital for a reason and, and again like I said to you, it didn't need to happen like that. They could have just funded the chair and saved themselves a fortune. 
I know, I know. And at the moment, he's waiting for parts, and they're yeah. caught up. Yeah, I think um, I like that. I like Deco said. I, I think it is probably done to break in the supply chain. Um, he is due for to get some batteries for his chair, and only by the grace of God we'll have them tomorrow. But um, it took a lot of sourcing, a lot of um, a lot of sourcing to get these batteries. But otherwise, we'd have had to wait till the new year to get them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that. You, you, you would think these things would be there in a matter of days. How long were you waiting? Um, I think we put the call in in November and now we're in December and it's only because we've been um, pushing and ringing and asking where's happening now, where are they, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're only doing what they can as well. I mean, if they can't get it, sure. you know, sure. you know it, all the social it's... will make any difference. If it's caught, if it's caught in the system, it's caught in the system. That's the problem. The system is all grinched up at the moment. Thank you, Gronya, and give my best to Liam, uh, Liam Lynch, um, wheelchair user and specialised wheelchair user. Thanks for that. And there's, according to the Echo, Dara Birmingham writes in the Echo that more than fifty people are now on waiting list for wheelchairs across Cork and Kerry, uh, and that Brexit is being cited as a reason for the delay, according to Cork Kerry Community Health Care, global supply chains and Brexit impacting the waiting times for specialised e- equipment. 1850-715-996. We are, why are we not getting the death figures for ROI? It might bring people to their senses. We get it for Northern Ireland, and surely this IT glitch should have been worked out by now. Actually, we do get the death figures, uh, caller, but what happens is that they give them to us, I think, about every week rather than every day. In the north, they give them out still every day. But I think we get a figure. I'm not too sure what day of the week they give them out. But about once a week, we get a figure. I think last week it was something like 40 or 50 COVID-related deaths. But we do get them. But you're right, we don't get them every day like we used to. All the students in UCC have been told if they don't sit their in-person exams, they'll have to take them as repeats. Surely this will only encourage people to hide symptoms. Yeah. I'm a Christmas child. I still am a child at Christmas and we are a big Christmas house. So we we love it. And it it just it's just one big long happy sleigh ride in Cogan Towers this Christmas but I guess it can be tough for other people it can be a tough time of the year for many many people particularly people who struggle with their mental health uh, Eva Cunningham is a nurse good morning Eva good morning PJ how are you it can be tough for people who struggle with their mental health can't it why it really can, um, PJ, and I suppose I've had the privilege of working with people across the lifespan for 25 years of my nursing career, and I found that this time of year particularly can be difficult. If you think about it, our ancestors would have been at a time of rest and rhythms of nature, and but in our modern society, really, this time of year, we're pushing, we're busy, we're planning, we're organising, and sometimes that doesn't suit people, especially people who might uh, struggle with their mental health. And I suppose this time, this year as well, we have the added uncertainty of what's happening around COVID and Mm. changing public health advice. And I think as humans, we need certainty and we have no control over this. So I think that's adding Mm. to um, people's difficulties, PJ. I think what is bothering a lot of people now, Eva, is, and it's, look, it's 
12 days away yet, but what are we going to be able to do? What are we going to be allowed to do? Are they going to tell us next week that we can't see family? And that's really getting to a lot of people. It really is, PJ. And I suppose we can only control what is within our own control. So um, I suppose uh, some tips that I would kind of think about, like everything in life, PJ, sometimes the most simple strategies are the best. So just take a few minutes, I'd suggest to your listeners, take a few minutes to maybe be gentle and patient with yourself and think about what you need. So um, it might be that you're not comfortable going to maybe an invitation that doesn't resonate with you. And, you know, the whole message is that it's okay to say no. Um, so planning ahead might be a good idea for your listeners to think about. Ask yourself, do you really need to do this? Mm. Um, and I think Irish society, sometimes we're not great at saying no. I, I know I certainly struggle with this myself, PJ. But I think setting boundaries can be really useful and mm. saying it, that it's OK to say no. And actually, we, we had a, an Instagram post on this yesterday on, on Vigo Health Ireland about that it's OK to say no. So I think that's a nice message for people mm. to take away. Do we obsess about pleasing everybody? I think we do, PJ, and I think everyone, uh, any of your listeners here might kind of smile to themselves and maybe recognise that it's kind of part of our psyche in Ireland. And, you know, it's OK to want to be kind and to share kindness and be friendly to our neighbours and our friends. But we have to remember ourselves as well, PJ, don't we? And I think that's quite an important uh, message that we all need to take on board is that our own needs are just as important a priority as the needs of those people around us, too. Yeah. The importance of taking time for oneself, even if it's only half an hour in the day. You can't overstate it. You absolutely can't, PJ. And I suppose this time of year, some of us might be lucky to have some time off over Christmas. So doing things that you enjoy. So it might even be taking a nap during the day, something indulgent like that, or, you know, reading a book, taking time to watch a movie. And also, you know, I can't overestimate, and I know you see it a lot in the media, but nature can really, really help us. And actually, I was reading a study recently to say that even five minutes out in nature, looking at the birds, the trees, the clouds can actually reduce our stress hormones by up to 60%, one, one uh, research study. So that's just amazing. So it doesn't have to be something major, a big day trip out, PJ, like five minutes, put on your runners and run around the block. And if you have kids, take them with you and you'll all be in better form after it. Yeah. When you're surrounded by people uh, and everyone is smiling and laughing and doing what they do at Christmas time. It can also be, for some of us, the loneliest place in the world. It absolutely can, PJ. And, you know, I think some we're very good at putting, uh, you know, our face, our game face on, so to speak. Um, but I think, you know, you might be feeling this way you can bet yourself that other people are feeling this way. So I'd also suggest to your listeners that if they notice that people around them at this Christmas maybe aren't quite themselves, maybe take some time to ask the question, how are you the second time? You know, a very wise colleague said to me one day, uh, and I'll never forget it, she said, we've two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should be listening twice as much as we're talking. Mm. Now, I realise I'm doing a lot of talking now here, PJ, but I think sometimes, um, and I know myself, sometimes, Sometimes if there's something bothering me, I just want somebody to listen to me, PJ. I don't necessarily want a solution. I just want the uh, space to uh, be able to talk about what I'm feeling. Do you, do you know, there's a thing 
there's a thing actually. We all know someone in our lives who is a talker and when there's something on their mind, they want to talk about it all the time. They, they, they don't actually want answers. They don't want solutions. They just want to vent and, and help you. You literally help, there by sitting, help them by sitting there going, I know, I know, I know. Even if you're hearing the story for the 20th time, but that's good for them. <laughs> It is good for them. Um, and, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, you know, and that's, you know, some of the sayings we get from our ancestors are not bad ones. Um, and I suppose some people, some of your listeners might be saying, well, you know, that's all well and good, but I have nobody that I can listen to. And I suppose I would just want to let your listeners know that there's always help out there, PJ. You know, Samaritans have a 24-7 mm. helpline. They can phone 116-123. And then in an emergency, you can text PA to house, text help to 514. You know, there's always someone that you can reach out to, even if you feel that there's no one within your immediate circle. Um, And then our Instagram, Vigo Health Ireland, there are some more um, tips and information that people can check out if they're interested. There is this, again, it's a mistaken belief that um, everything shuts down at Christmas, but the Samaritans, they all stay open. Absolutely. And, you know, um, our colleagues, um, uh, you know, our colleagues, our GP colleagues, our primary care colleagues, um, in, uh, I'm in Dublin, so it's DDOC, but, you know, um, all around the country, there'll be on-call doctor services. There's always somewhere that you can reach out to. Um, and I suppose maybe it's taking a few minutes in advance of the Christmas period just to make a little plan that if I run into difficulties, where can I access help? Okay. Or indeed, if I come across somebody who is in difficulty, how can I help to direct them to access help. Okay, listen, thank you. Eva Cunningham, who's a nurse with Vigo Vigo Health. How about looking after ourselves at the Christmas? And there are many places you can call uh, the Samaritans, as we mentioned, 116-123, Pieta, 1-800-247-247, or text the word help to 51444. Jigsaw are out there, aware are out there. We are have a contact line as well, 1800 80 48 48. 1850 Opinion line on Corks 96 FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Corks 96 FM. With your local mace, friendly faces, always ready to help this Christmas. It's Christmas time. Your favorite Christmas hit 24-7. Listen to Quartz 96 Miss. Streaming online now. With Bridgestone and Desi's tires for real value, service, and convenience. Open seven days at four locations with late opening to Desi's Tires.ie. Download our app or see 96fm.ie. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Coming up in just a sec, how would you like to run your own experiment on the International Space Station? Yeah, that could happen. But first of all, there's a chronic shortage 
of occupational therapists uh, in Cork and it's highlighted in the Echo where they they give some fairly stark numbers. Sinn Féin TD, Thomas Gould. Thomas, it is a very bad situation now. There's practically no OT there for kids. Good morning. Yes, PJ, good morning. Um, yeah, what happened, PJ, is uh, families are coming to me uh, raising concerns how their children aren't getting any services and we put in a number of questions and one of them was in relation to OTs and what it says is that there are 2,500 children in Cork under 17 uh, who are waiting on occupational therapy and in my constituency, Cork North Lee, there are 853 of those children and 200 of them are waiting over two years. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and how many OTs are these, there, Thomas? How many OTs are there? For Cock North Lee, there are supposed to be three, but there are one and a half of those who have been on maternity leave since June 2020. And the problem here is the HSC haven't uh, provided cover for those on maternity leave, and there should be also hire another person. So what that means is you have one occupational therapist for 853 children. Crikey. What that means is there are some children that will never get the services. And PJ, I know you do a lot of work and have over the years in relation to children with additional needs and children who need support. It's never been as bad. And I've heard you speaking to parents over the years and how bad it was. It's never been as bad as it is now. And I listened to your show this morning talking with different people who are different, having different problems. Like the most vulnerable children in our society are being forgotten about. And it's, it's, a, it's a scandal. And I met with the HSE recently uh, at a meeting for elected reps. Um, I, I know parents now and they're, they're only... Their only alternative now is looking at taking the state to court because they cannot get services for their children. Yeah, and you, that's not right, PJ. When you give me those numbers, that, that is really, really stark. Really stark. You have one therapist, effectively, for 853 children at the moment because of a shortage. There should be three. There's only one and a half because of leave and maternity and all those kind of things. They're not replaced. Thank you, Thomas uh, Thomas Gould. Sinn Féin TD for Cork North Central. John in Cove was on to say, could anyone ask the Port of Cork, when are the container trains, cranes, container cranes, that's a harder thing to say than it looks, actually, container cranes. Going into operation in the deep water berth in Ring of Skiddy. They seem to be idle for a couple of months, despite being brand new. We see a lot of them on Twitter, but as far as I can make out, they've never been used. If that's true, we'll never be a busy container port if they can't utilise cranes coming up to Christmas with Brexit, etc. We've sent an email to the Port of Cork to see what's going on with that. On testing... This is interesting. I haven't seen something like this before. Caller wanted to make two points on testing. My daughter and I both got sick at the same time. She was diagnosed with COVID. I took an antigen test as a close contact several times. All tests negative. My doctor is convinced, though, that I have COVID and has put in for a PCR test for me. Point one. In theory, if I'd not consulted my doctor as I've had three negative antigens and isolated the few days, I could simply go back into circulation. Now, if it were not for me contacting the doctor, and the doctor telling me there's a good chance I have COVID, that's what would have happened. Point two, if we had a more efficient public health system, I would have been tested at the same time as my daughter. I now have to wait for the doctor to get the results of the PCR 
before he'll treat my nasty infection, which could well be COVID. This is a crazy system. Thank you for that. 1850 So, how would young people like to run their own experiments on the International Space Station? How would you go about doing that? You get involved in what's called the Astro Pi Challenge. Olympia Brown is Head of Youth Partnerships at Raspberry Pi. Hi, Olympia. Hello, lovely to speak to you. And to you. This is all very exciting stuff. Tell me more about it. Oh my goodness, it is so exciting. Yes. So the Astro Pi Challenge sees two computers, two small Raspberry Pi computers on the International Space Station. And we're just about to send up two new computers uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, They're going on a rocket from uh, Cape Canaveral up to the International Space Station. And on those computers, young people can write code that then either does a scientific experiment or sends a message to the astronauts that are on board the ISS. So take us back now, take us back a bit for people who wouldn't have come across the term before. What is a Raspberry Pi computer? Sure. So uh, Raspberry Pi, the Raspberry Pi Foundation, who I work for, is a charity that um, helps uh, young people and and all sorts of people, in fact, uh, learn more about coding and making things with technology. Technology is absolutely everywhere now. You know, it's enabling us to speak to each other today, but... Um, I'm sure all of your listeners have have used many different types of technology, even if they're only just waking up. And um, the the one of the ways that the Raspberry Pi Foundation helps uh, people to understand and and uh, understand how, te- how technology works and to get involved with it is we make a small computer that's about the size of a credit card. It fits in the palm of your hand, and it's inexpensive. So uh, it if you play around with it, you mess mess around with it and you break it, you don't get in trouble. Hmm. And uh, it, we, we use, but the Raspberry Pi Foundation uses all sorts of different types of programming languages and computers. You don't need to have a Raspberry Pi in order to learn to code. We do lots of different languages and, and um, most of the time all you need is, is a, a laptop, say, that has an internet connection, but sometimes not even that. And... Um, that's how you can take part in the Astro Pi Challenge. So Astro Pi Mission Zero is the uh, part of the challenge where young people can write a few lines of code and send that message up to the International Space Station. And uh, that just needs a, a computer with an internet connection. It's it's so easy to get involved. We provide really clear step-by-step instructions. So if you've never coded before, then it is easy to get going. Have you ever coded before? I have not, Olympia. And I know, obviously, that coding is what's underneath the bonnet. So when I open mm. an app on my phone and I use an app on my phone, someone has written the code to make that happen for me. And now kids yeah. are doing that at yeah. seven, eight and nine years of age. It's amazing stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's really incredible. Um, and part of the Raspberry Pi Foundation, I should also mention for your listeners, is the Coda Dojo Foundation. They're based yeah. in Dublin. So we do have a good, strong Irish connection. There's a really good, uh, uh, you know, personal reason to get involved for all of your listeners well, as there's well. There's a huge Coda <laughs> Dojo element here in Cork as well. There's a huge, huge group. Yes, yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're part of the Raspberry Pi family. And uh, we encourage all Coda Dojos to get involved and send that message up to space. So they can do it until March 22. 
Yes, that's right. We're, we're accepting messages right up until I think it's the 18th of March next year. And uh, then we have to do some work to sort of package up the code. And then we email it up. Uh, I like to think of it as being beamed up. It's a bit more well, sci-fi, isn't why it? Not? Why not? Um, <laughs> why not? Um, so, yes, we, we email that code up and then the messages run. And then even better than all of this, you've written something that then runs on the International Space Station. You then get a certificate that shows you where the uh, space station was when your code ran with a little map on the back. Well, that's fantastic. So cool. That's fabulous. And any yeah. anyone can take part in it. AstroPi, AstroPi with a hyphen, dot org is your website. Yes, that's right. Um, we uh, encourage parents or teachers to or mentors, Coded Dojo mentors, to do it together with young people. We need the adult to, to register first. Um, and, and actually, that's a great way for adults to learn to code as well as, as young people and have their first experiences of, of learning to code. Um, anyone in an ESA member country, which is the European Space Agency, our partners for this event, um, of which Ireland is an ESA member state, and um, anyone under the age of 19... Yes, and if you're eligible, you are guaranteed to have your code run on the ISS. Oh, you're guaranteed? It's not even... Guaranteed! It's not even... I know. I know how good that. So this is not a competition that somebody actually wins. Like, anyone who gets a piece of code through... Wow, wow. Yeah, if it's Mission Zero, uh, anyone that is eligible will have their code run and get that certificate showing. showing. And we, you can also, there's a little screen on the Raspberry Pi, on the Astro Pi computers, and you can also draw pictures. Um, so last year we had lots of people drawing rainbows, um, but you can draw, some people try to draw their favourite food. Would you like to try and guess what most people across Europe, what their favourite food is? Pizza. It is. It is pizza. Yes. Oh my, uh, it, there's almost no other food mentioned. <laughs> it's all about pizza. <laughs> it's kind of universal. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So um, we get all sorts of messages. Really lovely ones. People reaching out and saying hello, trying to make a human connection, talking about their favourite food. Okay. Anything they want. All right. If anybody wants to get involved in that, they can. Uh, Olympia Brown, Head of Youth Partnerships at the Raspberry Pi Foundation. Thank you for being with us on the opinion. And the European Astro Pi Challenge runs until March 2022. Astropi.org. Astro-pi.org. And everybody who gets a message through will get the cert from the International Space Station. Like, how cool is that? Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. Cork's 96FM. Right, tickets for Riverdance. We'll give these away before the end of the show today. All right, I have two tickets a day, every day this week, to see Riverdance live at the marquee in the the summer of 2022, June 2nd, 3rd, 4th and 5th. It's a series of performances of Riverdance live at the Marquee and I have the tickets to get you there this week on the Opinion Line. A pair of tickets. How it's going to work is a little bit later, not just now, a little bit later I'll get you to call me and then we'll put somebody, or to text or WhatsApp actually, you can text or WhatsApp in, and I'll put somebody on the air, okay? I'll put somebody on the air and they can choose to answer either a question about a river or a question about dance. One or the other. So you decide what question you want to answer about a river or about a dance. 
and then you choose the question, I give you the question, and if you can answer it, you're going to see Riverdance at the Marquee next summer. We'll do that before the end of the programme today, and a pair of tickets every day this week to give away. There was a time, and it's not so long ago, when they used to say children should be seen and not heard, which was an old-fashioned way of saying children are grand as long as they're quiet and don't talk to anybody and certainly don't speak up for themselves. Now we know that that wasn't exactly the best advice that we should not only hear but see our children because they are important young people with important things to say and if we don't encourage them to talk then they won't talk and they'll grow up not being talkers and they won't talk about their problems we won't know what's really going on for them so kids do need to be seen but what does that actually mean to see your kids not, I mean, open your eyes and there they are sitting there. No, not that. There's something else other than that. Dr. Jennifer Pope is a lecturer in child health and well-being at Mary Immaculate College. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, PJ. I'm delighted to be on this morning uh, talking about this really important area. And Jeez. first of all, can I congrat- congratulate you on your show, on your recent award, the Mental Health Media Award. Oh, and you're I think so this kind. is really linked Now, this is really linked to what we want to talk about this morning, because you are giving people a voice. And I know you got that award for giving people in Middleton a voice. Um, And I think it's so important. And your tagline, can we just talk, I think is actually doing such an important service for people of Cork and for all your listeners. And I think this is really important when we think about children Mm -hmm. and making sure that children have a voice and are listened to and are valued for who they are. And you value your listeners. You say, you know, the opinion line is open. We're here. We want to listen. And we know that everybody has different opinions, you know, and some people might be listening this morning and saying, oh, children back in our day were never seen or heard and it never did us any harm. Mm -hmm. Now, I would argue that actually not listening to children, not respecting children and not valuing children in our past has had devastating consequences yeah. when we think of things like, you know, child abuse and not not listening to children, not valuing what their experiences. Mm-hmm. And even for those listeners who are thinking, well, it never did me any harm. I wonder when you when you say that in your mind, are you getting maybe a flashback to your childhood then? Mm. And I, I think it's probably not a positive experience, a positive memory you're thinking about. Mm. Maybe someone made you feel small or maybe feel insignificant or disempowered. Mm. It, it used to be, it used to be the, the, yeah. the, sorry, the, the saying children be seen and not, and not heard. I, I remember it vividly from my own childhood. In, the belief was that when you were in, as a child, when you were with adults, you, you spoke when the adults invited you to speak. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't start a conversation or you didn't break up a conversation between adults, you didn't jump in. And I can, to that date, from that date, I can't wonder, I can't know whether it was that the right thing or not to be teaching young kids. Well, I think what's really important is to teach young children to have respect yeah. and to have empathy and to listen. And I'm, I'm smiling here to myself because your caller earlier, or Eva Cunningham, is actually, would you believe, a really good friend of mine. And she was talking about the importance of listening. And she is a fantastic listener. 
So I think as we need to develop with children the skill of listening. So it's not about interrupting people. But I think we also need to value children's contributions as well mm. and to show respect for children. Because Bernard has used the tagline, a childhood lasts a lifetime. And we know that what happens in early life, it leaves a lasting imprint. Mm -hmm. It stays with us. And if we can experience respect and value and, you know, all those positive things, then that stays with us. And then we, in turn, then sh can show empathy, can show respect for others. But we, that has to be nurtured, I think, in early childhood so that then we can have respectful uh, relationships as we get older as well. And you know that children, if you ever watch, say, a preschool, uh, you know, a toddler, a preschool child engaging in pretend play, they are very keen observers of adults. They watch what's going on and they can imitate you know, and they can take off people. Yeah, you know, if you see them in a little kitchen or whatever, and they're a toy, a, a toy kitchen, they're That's taking right. off adults. So they're so tuned in. Yes. And so it's really important then that we are giving them positive messages and that we are positive role models so that they can then show empathy, respect for others as well. They learn so, what they see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important then that we have these um, really positive relationships with young mm -hmm. children and develop. So it's not about them uh, taking over. And, you know, I'm, when I'm saying about children being heard and being listened to, it's not that when they're in the toy shop, they say, I want this, I want that, I want that. It's about them feeling valued, mm -hmm. listened to, and that they matter. And mm -hmm. I think... We all want to feel like that. I was really struck, um, PJ, last week you had Deirdre Coakley on, uh, whose father was That's murdered right. and th the trial didn't go ahead. And she was talking about how, how much it affected her that she had her victim impact statement and she never got to read that out. And that, that actually struck a chord with me that, you know, the being able to talk through that, read out that victim impact statement was a really important part of her processing the trauma, that mm. horrendous trauma. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. That happened to her. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that she wanted people to look at her and, and notice her, but it was, it, it, there was an uh, important part in, the, in, in dealing with that trauma of actually being able to talk about it and release it and let it out. So that's why I think it's really important that we then we we talk to children and we give them opportunities, Mm. particularly children who are experiencing trauma. We heard only last week about high rates of domestic violence, domestic abuse during the pandemic. And there are children around the country in homes this morning who have maybe witnessed or involved in very traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we, I suppose, have these open, uh, nurturing relationships, particularly, say, in early childhood settings and creches and preschools, where we understand what children are going through and have opportunities for them to process um process this trauma in very open ways and that we listen to children and we see and respect what they're doing. Mm. If a child is acting in a certain way, um, sometimes you might just dismiss it as bad behaviour. But psychologists, I knew a psychologist one time who who wore a T-shirt when she was giving a a talk. She'd wear a T-shirt with WTF written across the front of it. And of course, people say, oh, that's a very rude T-shirt. And she'd say, no, it means what is the function? So when a child is acting out in some way, there's a function to that behaviour. There's a reason for that behaviour. Should we learn to understand those reasons? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think... I think we probably need to become more like toddlers. So if you think of a toddler or a young, very young child and they say, why, mummy? Why? Why is that? Why is that? And I think actually we sometimes lose that sense of curiosity as we get older. And I think it's really important as parents or for people working with young children and families that we have that, that why. We ask, what's going on? What's behind the behaviour? Because for a young child, you know, they can't, maybe explain, they can't verbalise what's going on. Sometimes it comes through in their play and we need to be very tuned in to what they're doing in their play. We were doing some interesting research um, up in, in Mary Eye with a colleague of mine, Suzanne Egan, looking at the first family's experiences during the first pandemic, first lockdown in the pandemic and how children were actually working through the pandemic, through their play, they had little Lego figures where social distance or, you know, they were sometimes very worried about infection control and, you know, washing the dolls, hands all the time, things like that. So, so sometimes it can come through their play, but other times it can come through maybe in what might be perceived as negative or bad behaviour, as you mentioned. Mm. But actually, that can be a way of them trying to figure out, trying to work out, um, work through trauma, for example, or work work through negative things that are going on for them. Mm -hmm. And they can't maybe tell us, but they are telling us through their behaviour. They're they're Um, speaking to us in their language. Absolutely. And and sometimes, again, it's, it's even hard for them to process what's actually going on. And when we talk about children being seen, this is really important as well, because sometimes it's only maybe through this 
negative behavior that a child maybe is seen or gets noticed. Yes. So sometimes they're so craving attention that they might do something negative to try and get your attention. Yes, even negative you know? attention and, and is attention. Even yes, so it's we want to try and avoid that from happening and give uh, uh, the attention, you know, to begin with and to break break that cycle. Mm. So you if know, there was a couple of pieces of yeah. advice you could give parents, and we're coming into Christmas now, so we'll be spending an awful lot of time together as families, and possibly over the Christmas period, you spend more time with your children than you do at any other time of the year. Is, is there a way that parents can actively see their child? Well, there's there absolutely, PJ, there's a few things. In Harvard, they talk about serve and return. And they talk about having these conversations with young children. And sometimes that can be conversations with babies who aren't necessarily talking back, but they're, you're actually having these interactions where you're actively listening to the child. And that might be engaging in play with the child. So you may not actually be talking about issues or talking about problems or talking about if we think of the child playing in terms of COVID, but you actually start to play with the child. And it can be really useful as well to give them more control during the play. So you ask them what are the rules, for example, or you tell them or you get them to tell you how they want you to play in the game. Mm. Okay. Um, and get, yeah. I would think as well, when it comes to buying presents and things for young babies and young children, books are really important. Mm -hmm. Books are really important. Forget your big expensive plastic toys that make all that noise that drives everyone crazy after a while. Books and, and kind of even household experiences, getting young children to help with the sorting out laundry, sorting out socks and maybe having a chat. The, there's lots of research, even in Ireland, the growing up in Ireland research is saying that actually talking, chatting, that chatting we do at home with young children is so important for cognitive development, problem solving and things like that as children get older. So reading little stories with, with young children, talking to them, being involved in their play. Now, I'm conscious as well, some parents might be out there saying, I don't have time for that. I'm so much going on. Mm. And I appreciate that. But sometimes engaging in the play like that and chatting or even just being near the child while they're playing and being being there can actually save time. Because sometimes if you get into a cycle of trying to address or um, negative behavior, that can take a lot of time. Whereas actually if we can prevent that from happening in the first place and have these more positive relationships mm. and positive experiences that can actually give us a time. Sounds to but me I'm like what you're saying is the greatest gift you can give your children at Christmas is your time. Absolutely, yeah. And to really focus on building those positive relationships, those positive interactions, because that's what children will remember. And these experiences are built into our bodies and our brains. There's lots of research now looking at how this is important. The relationships we have when we're young are important, not just for building relationships as we get older, mm. but maybe even built into our immune systems are, you know, built physiologically 
into our bodies and our brains. And maybe linked to things like uh, chronic diseases later on in adulthood. Crikey. So you might have might be familiar with the with the debate nature or nurture debate. Yes, yes. And now they're talking about actually it's about nurturing nature. So we have all these genetics, but what makes what makes certain genes be expressed later on? And so researchers are now saying, well, maybe it's what's happening in the environment earlier on can actually have an impact um, and at, at a kind of a physiological level in our bodies and that we might carry that as we go on into adulthood. Okay, it's a fascinating field and uh, good to spend some time talking to you about it this morning. Uh, Dr Jennifer Pope is a lecturer in child health and well-being, uh, early childhood care and education at Mary I uh, University. Thank you very much, Jennifer, and thank you indeed for your kind words at the start of our conversation. Very, very much appreciated. 1850-715-996. We will no doubt talk again, I suspect, in 2022. It's a fascinating field. Uh, yeah, I didn't do much on this. It's on the front page of the examiner this morning. And Michal Martin is saying that this hundred euro back for electricity bills. No, he said, it's not a gimmick. Now, it will apply to an ordinary family in Farinry or Douglas or Churchfield or Mayfield or wherever, Ballinlock or Bishop's. It'll apply to an ordinary family, but it'll also apply to the family of a Supreme Court judge. It'll also apply to Michael Leary. We get a hundred quid off his uh, ESP bill in the first part of 2022. It applies to everybody. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, says this message, that can afford the electricity bills and don't need the hundred euro credit. It was possible for those people to donate the hundred to people who were struggling with their electricity bills. That would be great. They still haven't told us yet how they're going to do it. But they're going to take a hundred quid off everybody's electricity bill in the early part of 2022. But there are people who can well afford it. And that's a, that was a view being expressed over the weekend. There are people for whom an electricity bill in January isn't a problem. And there are people who dread the first electricity bill of 2022 because it's been there through the cold and the wet of the winter. Your thoughts would be appreciated. 1850-715-996. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie Access all areas on Cork's 96FM. Your guide to nightlife on Side. Hi, it's Michael with an update on Cork's entertainment. Tom Grennan has released his second album, Evering Road, and has followed up with a tour announcement that takes in a live at the Marquee Show in Cork on May 31st. Tickets are on sale now from usual outlets. Access all areas. Indie 22 has announced its headliners and first act set to play the long-running music festival next summer in Cork with Bastille, Fatboy Slim and Rudimental Live all announced so far. Weekend camping tickets are now on sale. Access all areas. Feel free to let us know at Access All Areas if you have a show, play, exhibition or gig coming up or any live streaming events by mailing us here at aaa at 96fm.ie. Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on on Cork's 96FM. Someone said it was great to hear us talking about Raspberry Pi on the radio. It's a brilliant project. My son loves it. I'm hoping he'll look after us in our old age, presumably by learning 
to cope. And hello to Chris. Chris is listening to the opinion line in London. I agree with the lady on the radio. The greatest gift one can give another is their time. Time is precious to us all. Giving your time to someone is a wonderful gift, but many people don't understand that. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Query about magical blarney. Someone's been in touch to say herself and her sister want to swap their dates for Santa at Magical Blarney because her sister's family have COVID. They've tried every way they can to contact Blarney, but to no avail. Does anybody have any ideas? Just putting it out there for what it's worth. 1850-715-996. I was only out yesterday doing a, a bit of shopping, as you do for the Christmas, and picking up stuff that, you know, stuff you wouldn't normally eat and stacking it up behind the chair and we'll all eat like complete fools over the Christmas um, and then of course when our stomachs are given out to us in January we'll wonder what happened we really do need to mind our diets over Christmas because yeah you go crackers on it for as many days as you can but then your your stomach if you if you abuse your stomach it'll, it'll hit back at you uh, Sinead Dundon goes by the Wonderful title of the Tummy Tainer, Tamer. She's a nutritional therapist. Hi, Sinead. Hello there. Thanks, PJ, for having me on. Appreciate that. Yes, the Tummy Tamer, that's me. Thank good, you. Good to speak with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a devil for it. Over the Christmas, I, I'll eat anything that isn't nailed down. Do you know what I mean? But then I know my stomach will warn me in early January, you've been overdoing it, young man. Um, it so, is, it's like a bold child your tummy will give out to you, it will tell you and it'll let you know that I'm not happy with what's going in and, and unfortunately it's the ones giving you the cravings for these sweet things and uh, you know around the place you'll have these tins of biscuits or chocolate and <clears throat> excuse me, they're all available mm. but it is that willpower that's needed. Yeah, like the selection box for breakfast, we, we all do it once a year but but your your body will tell you afterwards you should not have done that and things like I, IBS flares up and stuff like that. Yes, IBS is something like irritable bowel syndrome. Um, when we are eating too much sugar, too much uh, refined carbohydrates, we can damage our good gut bacteria. I explain the body is like a hotel. Your body is like the, the building of the hotel, but your probiotics are your staff. They're your good bacteria in your tummy and the food coming through the guests. And if you have too much of this sugar, too much um carbohydrates then that can actually affect your good bacteria which is an effect on your immune system so yeah we, we do need to kind of make sure that yes short term is is nice to have something but after a while it is going to cause problems and you know the way you can get bloated and just feel awful for a few days is, is that your body saying i need a break here lay off it is Exactly. And that's these, we have a couple of pounds uh, or kilograms of um, these good bacteria in our stomach. So if we are not looking after these good bacteria, they can overgrow and we get something called uh, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or CFO, which is small intestinal fungal overgrowth. That's going to give you this wind, this gas, this bloating, this really uncomfortable feeling. And uh, we can have another problem, which is a thing called candida. So all these sugars, um, can have this issue of affecting our good um, good bacteria and we need to protect those. Is there a way, though, that you can enjoy the festivities sensibly by occasionally just maybe take a half day or a day, give your stomach a break? 
Well, but also if we're eating something, we need to slow down and chew it because sometimes we'll just gobble the food. We're actually just, you know, we've eaten half the box or the selection box. We haven't even noticed it. <laughs> so if we're sitting down and have our hands and our cup of tea or coffee or whatever we're drinking and slowly eat something and actually enjoy the taste of it, or even we find that we're not enjoying the taste of it because if we're eating something that's really, really sweet or if we're having uh, cans or drink that's really, really sweet, then when we try and eat healthy foods afterwards, the body is used to this really sweet taste and it won't enjoy something. So trying to... to you know, go um, a bit mad over Christmas and then try and recover again afterwards, it does make it a lot harder. So yes, if we can enjoy it, if we can enjoy the taste and sit down, but um, we are creating problems for the long term. And it is a habit. Is there a case to be made for, say, every couple of days, just do a proper day's food? Proper day. Exactly. No junk today, no drink today, no nothing today. It is because uh, especially with kids off school and uh, if you're off work, we need to have this uh, structure in place. And it happened over COVID that people didn't have a structure in place, that they became uh, more lax about what they were eating. It's much harder to eat healthy. So maybe kind of on a Saturday or Sunday that you feel this is my, my day of having treats. Because if we tell ourselves I'm never going to eat sugar again, I'm never going to have coffee again the little bold child gets inside us and says, no, no, that's not going to work. And we do tend to sabotage ourselves. So having a day, as you say, that's actually going to allow us to have the treats, but it's the, it's the problem when it just goes on and it's a selection boxes for breakfast is going to cause more of an issue. That does tend to have a knock-on effect then. And, and, and you know, some people can manage to eat it, but some people, we're, we're a lot more stressed. We're a lot more fatigued. So we're on a fine line to be able to actually bring ourselves back again um, rather than before. We might have been able to eat it, whereas now there's too much stress going on. We need to protect our immune system and all this sugary treats will actually affect our immune system. You have, uh, you're on all social media and you have a website. I know you have a course as well that people can get get involved in. Um, the Tummy Tamer, just look up the Tummy Tamer on social or on Facebook or on the web and you'll find uh, Sinead there. Sinead Dundon, thank you very much for being with us on the Opinion Line today. The Tummy Tamer. Just be careful of the old stomach over the Christmas period. Uh, Take a break now and again. Cork's newest park is opening today. I couldn't believe this statistic when I read it that it'll eventually be six times the size of Fitzgerald's Park. Couldn't get over that. I drive past this particular place practically every day of the week when I go to collect my son from from his day service, but I didn't realise just how wonderful shape it was actually taking. I'm talking, of course, about Marina Park, uh, which will be huge when it's finished. And the first phase is opening today. Lord Mayor Colin Kelleher, Lord Mayor, good good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. I had no idea it would be so big. It's going to be a fantastic attraction. It'll be absolutely amazing um, once the second phase is, uh, you know, uh, finished and it's 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 all put together. It, there'll be over 60 acres there. It's absolutely amazing, you know, so close to the city centre, but also with, I suppose, when we have the development of the Docklands finished in, you know, 10, 20 years time, it'll be, you know, you'll be in suburban living and then, you know, in the middle of a, a massive park right next to it, it'll be absolutely amazing. Now, it'll have two functions. It'll it'll also take, it'll act as a, as a floodplain for for the Docklands when it's developed. Yeah, look, I suppose not a lot of people know this, but the land that the Docklands actually sits on is actually reclaimed. 
Um, you know, you go back nearly 200 and 300 years ago, that was all marshland. Uh, it was reclaimed by dredging into the river. So, you know, it is act, as you said, it will act as a, as a floodplain for the Docklands, um, which is proof, future proofing the site of the Docklands as well. But, you know, like the, the massive flooding that may occur there, if it occurs there, will be minimal. Um, but like the main function of the park as well is it's a massive new city amenity you know it'll be absolutely amazing um, like the central plaza is made up of natural stone and um, you know there's the, the pavilion the steel pavilion down there that pays you know homage to the monster showgrounds that were down there the central hall that was formerly stood on the site down there so um, you know it's just two and a half kilometres from the city centre um, it's adjacent to the marina um, it's it's absolutely amazing. I took a sneak peek at it a couple of days ago and uh, the work going on down there um, by the executive of Cork City Council over the last uh, while has been absolutely amazing and it's it's open to the public today. Yeah, it, it has been in development sort of quietly for quite a while and as I said, I drive past it practically every day. Um, but but uh, watch what's going on. I can't wait to go in for a walk around it. So is it, what what part of it is opening today, Lord Mayor? It's the first phase uh, that's going to open today, which is, the, the, I suppose, the phase closest to the city. Um, it's going to, as I said, there's a central plaza there. Um, there's going to be the the, the the steel pavilion that that was there. Um, it's you know it's including water features. There's lighting. There's seating. There's new pathways down there. There's bridges down there. There's also an upgrade uh, parking, upgraded parking near the Shandon uh, Boat Club, adjacent to the river. So um, it's 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 absolutely amazing. Um, okay. Um, it's a nice Christmas present for the city. Mm-hmm. Have you plans yourself for the Christmas, Lord Mayor? Will you get a couple of days off? Um, I will be hopeful to get a couple of days off. All right, I'm looking forward to the relaxing and taking it easy. But um, we still have a, a, a heavy diary right up until the, the 24th. All right, all right. Well, we might talk to you between this and that again. Thank you very much, Lord Mayor of Cork, Councillor Colm Kelleher. First phase of the Marina Park opening today uh, and it'll be an official opening in 2022 when it's fully complete. It'll be six times the size of Fitzgerald's Park and it'll have a heritage trail and all sorts of goodies uh, down the Marina Park. Thanks for that. Uh, Quick reminder to you that this Friday is a free Panto Friday on Cork's 96FM for Aladdin this year's Panto at the Everyman if you're listening across the day you'll get a chance to win a family pass we'll be asking listeners questions about Aladdin and if you've got the answers then there could be a family pass in it for you all day this Friday win your way to Aladdin at the Everyman only on Cork's 96FM we had that message earlier on about the cranes in the port of Cork are they being used what's happening with them or are they just sitting there. Uh, Port of Cork came back to us with a response and I'll give you that after the news. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. beginning to look a lot With your local mace, helping to make this Christmas extra special. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. 
The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96FM. Yeah, I have that statement from the Port of Cork, which I'll get to in a while, but I know that this young man has taken time on his break from school to talk to me. I have an Instagram picture in front of me of beautiful, beautiful Christmas cards featuring Santa. Fabulous Christmas cards. They are the work of a young man called Calum O'Sullivan. Hi, Calum. Hi. How you doing, Good morning. man? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work. When did you start? Oh, to thanks. Um, well, I set up an Instagram page in March and then um, during my free time, I drew a picture on and off and then um, posted every so often. Uh, the name is Calum's Art. Yes. Um, I, I drew a picture of Santa Claus a few weeks ago and um, my dad decided that we should get a few printed and, um, g- and give them to my family and friends instead of buying cards. Right. Um, I posted the picture um, up on my page um, asking if anyone would be interested in buying them if I got made, them made into cards. Um, I got good feedback, so we ordered 100 cards. Um, when we collected them on Wednesday, I posted them on my page and uh, decided to sell them and give all the profit to Cork's Penny Dinners. Um, my aunt M- Melanie um, owns Image and Beauty Tanning and her friend Lisa Mack, who promotes mental health awareness, shared my post. Brilliant, brilliant. No, it's, it's a gorgeous um, card. It really is. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Um, a lot of my family reshared what I was doing and my parents and friends reshared what I was doing. Um, it wasn't long until they were all gone. I would like to thank Alan Galvin from Print Express, Tremor Road, who got onto my mom through Instagram. Uh, he offered to sponsor me and print 500 cards for free to raise extra money. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd like to uh, thank my aunt Melanie from Image Beauty uh, Farnery. Um, my cousins um, Neo Venorla uh, from the Cargnavar Pharmacy um, and Blarney Woolen Mills Hotel for offering to sell my cards oh. and obviously to, to the people who've ordered them. I was just going to ask uh, you where people can buy them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they can um, buy them from the Cargnavar Pharmacy um, Blarney Woolen Mills Hotel at the reception and um, and Image and beauty, tanning and farnery. And and all proceeds going to the Cork Penny Dinners. Is your mum there? Yeah. yeah, she is. Fabulous young man, 13 years of age. Okay, yeah. Well done. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you. Is yeah. your mum there? Laura, are you there? Hi. Oh, hi, oh, I'm you? here. You must, yeah. you must be as proud as punch. Uh, we are. We're his biggest supporters and, you know, it's a lovely thing to do at this time of year. It's a beautiful picture, I have to say. It's gorgeous. And the, the card is lovely. And driving the whole thing himself, like at 13 years of age, it's fantastic. Yeah, I know. He's a great kid, to be fair. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be um, possible without all the people involved. Um, as he, he's already said, you know, the girls from Carnivore Pharmacy and his aunt Melanie and um, Alan from Print Express and Tomorrow Road kindly reached out to us on Thursday because he sold out of the cards so fast. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, Caleb's art is where you can see all of his work. That's going to break down. That's that line, Phoebe. We'll have a go. Thank you for that. That's Laura. And, of course, Caleb O'Sullivan, 13 years year old artist who has done a wonderful Christmas card for the Cork Penny Dinners. Thanks to everyone who sponsored him. Um, that chap that came forward, Alan from Print Express, who printed 500 for him, and all the other people he's mentioned. You can find him on Instagram, Caleb's Art. It's C-A-I-L-U-L... C-A-I-L-U-M-S-A-R-T C-A-I-L-U-M-S-A-R-T Calum's Art and you can see it and contact him there and I think you can actually order the cards if you send him a message thank you guys 1850-715-996 now there's a a statement here. We got that mes- message earlier on from John in Cove who wanted to know what was happening with the two big cranes. Could someone please ask the Port of Cork when are the big container cranes going into operation in the deep water berth in Ringeskiddy? They seem to be lying idle for a couple of months despite the fact that they are brand new. Well, we did uh, send off a query to the Port of Cork and they've come back to say we're happy that BAM are finished their work now and the small civil engineering work in the terminal has in recent days also been completed. Over the next couple of weeks, we are engaging with our customer base who invite them to the terminal. While non-operational, it's safer to do that just to show them the various aspects of the service we will offer. It's very exciting times ahead for the Port of Cork and indeed the entire Munster region as this new port offers huge potential for another gateway for business into Ireland. Although we await a date for the opening and our first vessel's arrival for full operation, our expectation is that we're not too far away. So, in answer to John's question, we'll be using them soon. On the 100 quid for the electricity bills, front page of the examiner this morning has Michal Martin denying that they are a gimmick. Now, some people over the weekend very critical of the fact that while a needy family, any part of the country would benefit from them, what is the point of giving Michael O'Leary or the President or anybody uh, high rollers in society, what's the point of giving them a hundred quid off their ESB bill when they wouldn't notice it? Uh, Yeah, that was, Jackie says what about if you have a budget meter for your electricity? How's that going to be paid into? I can't figure out how they're going to do it. There's lots of different companies now for electricity. How is it going to be done? They haven't told us yet Jackie, how it's going to be done. Uh, I wonder why some people are getting it. I bet you the president and government ministers will all everybody will get it. All those things should be means tested. Thank you for that. Uh, there should be a cut-off point with the electricity credit and maybe a bit more given to those who really need it. There's a fierce imbalance on certain things, exactly like the PUP. All right, thanks for that. Yeah, they had a great day. They had a great day yesterday out in Joseph's Hair Salon in Glasheen. They put up a marquee in Flannery's car park to move their operations in there because of the COVID restrictions and all that. Plus the fact that the the salon, if you know it, is tiny. But, Joe, great day. Good morning. Good morning, PJ, my friend. How are you? I'm good. You had a good day? Oh, I'm exhausted mentally, physically and emotionally. (laughs) PJ, it was an amazing day. I just cannot. It was the best one. The 10 years now, it was the best Certainly because of the marquee from Flanners, it was fabulous. We had all that space. 
Mm. We'd put all the presents up in the top counter. We'd loads of presents, loads and loads and loads of stuff to know, donation, PJ, from everybody in all the locality and all your listeners and everything. It was fantastic. The last time we were talking, you were looking for volunteers to come forward and help with the hairdressing. You got them? Loads, yeah. And uh, you know, it was great because people were able to walk on the air and have a break and come back again and then there was someone sanitising and they're doing, you know, being all over gifts. And uh, PJ, it very hard. It was a great event. It wasn't a charity. It was just a fabulous, fun day event. Everybody got their hair done. They got it restyled. It was lovely. Very emotional, um, PJ. Quite emotional, you know what I mean? It is That way it's a tough day because we're so fortunate to have what we have, you know, yeah. when you see other people. Um, but Flannery were amazing. John Gaffney and Pat Murray. PJ were fantastic just to give us the marquee. They did hot food, they did minerals, they did... We had a band playing, we had Santa, we had Jared Kearney, the magician for the kids. Fabulous. Uh, PJ for fabulous. It was an event now that we're going to do. We know we do so all year round, but we're going to make Christmas very, very special. Good, good, good. And, and thanks, PJ. Thanks to all your listeners and everyone that supports us and everything and all the volunteers. They've been amazing. Yeah. So someone said to me that the, the, one of the reasons you need the marquee or needed the marquee show is you can't move for selection boxes in the salon. You can't move. We had the butchers next door. It was actually literally full with pajamas, selection boxes, cushions, toys, books. The bookstation Douglas gave us an amazing amount of so I'm talking about. But you wouldn't believe it, PJ. It was like a toy store with yeah. everything: a chocolate factory, everything, chocolate Santis. Oh my God, fabulous. And lovely products then for the mothers from Lights Pharmacy up and talk and sent down, you know, makeup kits for the mothers, for the yeah. mothers to have something. That was great. You and aren't I mean? people fantastic, Joe, aren't they? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know something? What happened, you know, even when people are paying for the hair to say, Joe, there's 20 euros for your day or there's 50 euros. I know your day now I paid electricity bill for somebody, 150 euros. So it was great. I had the cash I was able to do it. And you could see the person was actually getting us into the hand and they were so thrilled to the best Christmas present they got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because a few people wouldn't come to think, you know, they're kind of embarrassed, which obviously there's no need to be, but, you know, people do feel a little bit embarrassed and things like that. So there will a few come, you know, before Christmas, privately into the salon, sit down with everybody else and wait get the hair done, but nobody will know their situation, which is what I like as well, you yeah. know. The only reason we announce it so much, PJ, is, is to get the donations and the support from people, you know, which which is fantastic. Yeah, people, people have been coming up trumps for years now, and I know yesterday was a huge one for you, and I'm delighted it went so well. Delighted it went P- so well. PJ, yeah, and it couldn't go without, you know, I'm, I'm only the instigator. It's just the people that volunteer and do all the work, because I'm, the, I'm the, the, the clowning around the place, and doing, I was doing a dance and all of them. I did Mike Flatley and everything about him yesterday, I sure sir. Good idea. No better boy. Good on you, Joe. Listen, happy Christmas to you and to Darren and to the girls at the salon and indeed to all of your your uh, your customers and, and everybody. Happy Christmas, my friend. That's Joe Byrne from Joseph's Hair Salon in Glasheen. Another great day yesterday for them with their Christmas event. And to Flannery's, the lads from Flannery's helped out big time and put the marquee into the yard for them and all of that. So a great day was had by all. Thank you. 1850-715-996. Reminder to you, they're making the, they're making the Santa calls uh, with Casey and Ross in the morning. And if you want to get involved, I think you still can. There might be one or two places still left to get Santa calls. You go to 96fm.ie right now, fill out the form, 
and uh, we could be in touch. The Casey and Ross Santa Call is brought to you by McCarthy Interiors and Gift Shop, Douglas and Ballancolic Shopping Centres. Call now for festive bedding, gifts and decor. See mccarthys.ie and stay listening because we could be calling you on Cork's 96FM. Right, we're going to give away uh, the Riverdance tickets at the end of the programme. How it's going to work, this is with Aiken Promotions, giving us two tickets to the Riverdance Live at the Marquee every day this week. How it's going to work is you're going to answer a question for me on either rivers or dances. But, but you're not going to do that until you get on the air. So how do you get on the air? Well, you start texting now. Text or WhatsApp your name and the word Riverdance. Your name and the word river dance to 083 396 96 96. Get them coming in and we'll pick someone before we finish today. So, two tickets for river dance. You need to answer a question about rivers or a question about dances. You get to choose which one I'll ask you, but you need to qualify now. So, text the word river dance and your name, text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie We're playing all your favourite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. With your local mace, going the extra smile to make your Christmas special. Hi. Morning. Oh my god. Oh What's wrong, Joanne? What's wrong? She's a bit shaky. Shaking. And I said, I tried to roll the cigarette, and I'm shaking so much. How many times has pop singer Madonna been married? Uh, Sean Penn, uh, the other lad, two. She was married to Sean Penn and Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Which means she was married twice, and you've just won 2,000. Oh my god, you can roll a fag with a 50 or a note now. That is absolutely <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Another winner, there you go, go, go. The two grand minute. Listen to play at 7.40 and 8.40 every day. With phones, your Irish SIM-free specialist for 12 years. Any SIM, any network, any country. Phones.ie. Casey and Ross in the morning. Courts 96 FM. Typical Irish, says this WhatsApp message. Getting 100 quid credit on the electricity bill and still finding a way to complain about it. There's, yeah, there's something, what you're saying? 1850715996. So in the year of 2021, dogs got their own television channel. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. It's called Dog TV. I haven't been able to find it on my system yet. But yes, it's called Dog TV. Scientifically tested programming to alleviate symptoms from conditions in our canine friends, such as separation anxiety. I have been known to let the radio on when we're out of the house for a few hours just to keep them company. So I get that. I get that. And also, wonderful, wonderful idea from the Angler's Restaurant down there at the end of the straight road. You can now get a seat for your dog. When you, <laughs> I kid you not. You get a seat for your dog when you go into the Angler's. And they can get a special bowl. The owners, Tony and Alice Cross, decided to do that when they were redeveloping. The anglers. We really do make make our dogs part of the family, and rightly so. Fiona was just asking me there. I wonder, do listeners buy 
presents for their dogs at Christmas. I'll have you know, my dogs always get a Christmas present. Always get a Christmas Big, huge. You can get them in pet shops. The postman's leg, they call them. They're a big monster of a bone. I don't know what beast they came out of, but they're a big, huge. They get one of those each for Christmas. Uh, Susie Jones from St. Vincent de Paul's joins me. Hi, Susie. Hi, PJ. How are you? Between television <laughs> I'm channels. laughing at the postman's leg. <laughs> I know. That's, what they, that's what they call the bone. I, I, I used to get them in, in Maxi yeah. Zoo. They call the bone. I know. The postman's leg. Um, I, I think my two would prefer the real postman's leg now, oh, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I. but they have their own television channel. I don't think you can get it here now, but like, this is mad. We've re- our, I, I think it might be something to do with the pandemic. We, we, we've realised just how important our puppers are in our lives. Oh, I completely agree. Like, um, I think now at this stage, like dogs are part of the family, whether people agree with it or not. Like they, like my two are like, like people refer to me, like I've been inside and work some days and people be talking about their children and they've like, do you have any kids? I'm like, oh, two boys. And then, oh, let me see. And then out come the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) They they look horrified. (laughs) But sure, look, it is what it is. Like they are part of the family now, you know, it's, we relied on them a lot through lockdown and they helped us get through it as well I think I was making so that point I've made that point many times Susie you know on the days when yeah. when lockdown and restrictions just got that little bit rough you know your dog yes. puts the foot on or puts the paw on your knee as if to say I don't quite know what's wrong but I do care it's true and you know what I'll be honest with you now I'd come in there some days from work and I'd go straight to the dogs I'd pass himself yeah. <laughs> I'd be like hello can they greet you better anyway <laughs> you'll always be welcome home when you have a dog always be oh, welcome oh for sure There's all, they'll always be there to greet you do, better do, than humans for most part do people buy Christmas I imagine you do but do, do people buy Christmas presents for their dogs Oh, they do. Like, um, like I have a lot of friends now that run pet stores around Cork, like, and, uh, well, pet shops, like, not actual selling dogs, but, like, you know, selling items for dogs and stuff. And the market is huge now for Christmas presents for dogs as well, and for cats, and for rabbits, everything. You can get everything now. Like, you can get, like, little stockings for hamsters, <laughs> you know, with little gifts inside in them. <laughs> we, it's gaslight. We, we really have lost the brains we were born with, haven't we? Like, yeah. but, but still, it's, it's, it's lovely. Now, there's a serious side to it, too, and that is the yeah. uh, we, we, it'll still happen and I know it'll still happen and with the best oh, will in yeah. the world there will be puppies under Christmas trees we don't want that yes no definitely not like like this whole thing about a pup for Christmas like it's I don't even know where that started it's very sad like there are so many puppy farms now out there and the poor dogs are locked in tiny cages and they're being bred and bred and just churning out these puppies and then people are charging like two to three grand for a pup when there's plenty in rescue you know that will just all they look for is an adoption fee and a good home for them like these pups for Christmas it's just oh it would break your heart because talking to people over the years like you get the pup for Christmas first of all you bring in an eight or nine or ten week old puppy into a noisy atmosphere so they can't possibly settle and then they wee on the the carpet uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning they're fired out the back and not seen for the rest of the day it's so cruel 
it's very cruel and like even like children like children are great with animals and everything and it's great to bring up a home with a dog or a cat around children but like what child really wants a puppy for Christmas get them a teddy bear you know don't get them a puppy <laughs> like as much as they cry and cry for a puppy like they'll be happy out with a teddy bear like a child will lose interest I remember even as a child like no I never got a puppy for Christmas I was crying for a pony for years but I never got that either but like I'd spend my day in the evening playing with a box you know like you forget about the toys you get like if you get a puppy like you're not going to have the interest in the evening yeah. you know just, it's terrible now, and, and we also you said adopt don't buy Exactly. No, I know adoption isn't for everyone and there are reputable breeders out there that, you know, do do good by the dogs and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's a lot of dogs in rescue now. Like the pounds are full, like rescues are full because because of lockdown reopening. Like lots of dogs have been returned, you know, to the pounds and to the rescues because families can't look after them. Mm. So if anyone is thinking of getting a dog, I would urge them to have a look at their local rescues and their pounds. You know, there's plenty there looking for homes and they're older. A lot of them are toilet trained because they've come from families already. So you don't have to do the whole puppy thing. They won't eat eat your furniture. (laughs) You know, they reward you a million times over as well. A rescue dog is always the happiest dog. Yeah, yeah. Look, if anybody (laughs) is getting a dog for Christmas, I mean, some people just want to and that's fine. That's that's the matter for themselves. What advice would you have? I would advise them to just double check, like, with the breeders, check if they're reputable, you know, like... There's a lot of puppy farms. Check and they see the parents. Check if they're neutered, vaccinated. Do not buy a dog off Facebook. I personally don't like the idea of people buying dogs anyway. You know, but the only advice I can give them is just just be careful for the sake of the dog. Like sometimes like puppy farmers like will tell you they'll show you the best photographs online and everything. But if you can't visit a premises, then that's a big red flag. Mm, you know. Yeah. You shouldn't meet someone you shouldn't meet someone in a car park to pick up a cardboard oh, I, box. People still will, sadly. You know, it still happens and that's how these guys get away with it. But that's for another day, PJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. certainly, you'll, you know, what are your two lads called? Um, I have Benny. He's 14 and a half years old. He's a Jack Russell. And mm. I have Ali. He's a Chihuahua. He is five. And they rule the roost. <laughs> ben, ben, Benny's pushing on now, though. Oh, I know. He actually... When you were talking about the anglers, would you believe he had a little birthday due out in the anglers <laughs> for his 14th birthday? It. I believe it. I have seen <laughs> and the doggy And he had his own chair and his treats. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can, I can, mind you, I, I have two, Harry and Bella. I can just mention Harry would oh, sit. Lovely. Harry would sit up in the chair and he'd, he'd eat whatever you give him. But I could see Bella running around robbing food from other chairs. Yeah. Do you see? So. Uh, no. But I have to say, though, like, um, no, I've no connection to the anglers but it's a great restaurant to bring your pets it's really good and they're treated like just anyone walking in the door themselves like it's brilliant down there and I'd highly recommend it honestly now to bring your pet it's a lovely place to bring them you know have you seen the television channel yet I couldn't find it. I was saying it to the lads there the other day. I was checking online. But I sent Fiona a photograph the other day. My fellas will sit down in front of Beethoven. Every time I put it on, they'll sit down and watch it. <laughs> oh, well, my, my big, my big he just runs up. <laughs> Anytime there's a dog on the, on the, on the telly, my big fool yeah. runs up and barks at the telly. Uh, go away. It's ghastly because they do sense things and they do see it, but um, I don't know if they see it the way we see it, but um, they're probably wondering what the hell is this thing doing in my house, you know? That's exactly what from? they're thinking. <laughs> Listen, have, have, a, have, have a good Christmas yourself with, with the two the two doggies and, and all the family. Uh, Susie, thanks very much. Susie Johnson's and Vincent DePause, but good advice there. Please do not buy doggies. 
do not buy puppies for Christmas. Adopt, don't shop. It's the worst day of the year to have a puppy come into the house. And I know it used to be a tradition for years and loads of kids. Santa brought loads of puppies one time. Santa does not want to bring puppies. 1850 715 Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. Cork's 96FM. Remember, if you want to get involved in our Riverdance giveaway, text the word Riverdance and your name. Text to WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. We'll take a contestant towards the end of the show. By the way, on Christmas Day, Cork's 96FM wants to bring you a bit closer to those who can't make it home for Christmas. Shane Bokes will be here from 11 o'clock on Christmas Day with the Christmas Day Cracker, speaking to your nearest and dearest wherever they are in the world. If you know anybody who's up for a chat, uh, let us know. Reception at 96fm.ie is the email. Reception at 96fm.ie. We'll do the rest and contact Shane, the uh, the Christmas Day Cracker, from 11, only on Cork's 96fm. I kind of knew that this was coming because she spoke about it on Culture Night uh, down at Spike Island when we had a great night of Cork crime writers uh, for Culture Night back in September down at Spike Island. We kind of knew this was coming, but the formal announcement came during the week. I speak of the writer, Cork writer, Michelle Dunn. Her book, While Nobody Is Watching, has been, the word is, optioned for television, Michelle. What does that mean? Does it mean it actually is going to be put on television now or they're just considering it? Good morning. Hi PJ, how are you? Good. Um, well, yeah. So it is. It's optioned. Um, now, an, an option is is not a guarantee of anything. Um, it basically means that there's. So in my case, it's been optioned by a production company who have the, the producer in particular. His name is Dominic Barlow, and there's a, another producer, Joe Lewis, involved as well. Um, so Dominic was head of crime drama with the BBC for 10 years and he's he's since done an awful lot of work with the likes of Netflix and Sky Atlantic and things like that. So he has optioned it um, with a very clear um, plan of where he wants it to go, who he wants it to go to and what he wants to happen with it. So it's it's there's been an awful lot happening in the last few months so it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's looking good. The, the book is the, yeah, called "While Nobody Is Watching: The Story of of mm. Lindsay Ryan, a former soldier who who now works with with troubled kids. A very complex character. It's set in Cork. Will you be able to have it set in Cork for television? No, and that's that's the thing. So they're 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 planning to film it actually in a place called Hastings in in the in Kent. Um, so all of my characters are going to become British, um, which which is you know. But and because of that, then the the story, the story does have to change slightly. Mm. It has to become more, I suppose, relatable. And I suppose they're 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 aiming at this is all subject to change, of course now. But they're aiming for it to be a four part returning series. So it has to be very open ended. Um, I suppose the same as all of my books are open ended, actually. So nothing can happen, or everything can happen. Um, oh, so, so yeah. Oh, this was a bit so like the Jack Ryan books that they did years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the characters, we, we had a Zoom very early on. I suppose their polite way of asking me was how precious I was going to be about about every, about the story and everything else. And I suppose for me, the important thing for me is, is Lindsay Ryan and it's my characters. It's my main characters. I love them mm. and I don't want them to change, even though I know the nationality has to change, the background will have to change ever so, as in she'll become a British Army uh, veteran and, and things like that. But yeah, so the, the core characters are all staying the same. Um, the the back story, what, where we are at the moment is we, we've basically put together a full series outline for the first four, the first four part series. Right. Um, so the whole story has has been kind of drawn up um, it's it's slightly different but the core is still the same so rather than working with the troubled youth of Cork City um, she would actually be working with um, with refugees which which kind of brings in my my new book that's coming out The Invisible she yeah. is working with, with immigrants so it's kind of it, it, it's still very true to what I write yeah. um, but the story is changing slightly and Lindsay will be the same Lindsay is, is Lindsay Yeah Now the last time we talked about who might play her you had a, a preference for Neve Algar and when I looked at a picture of Neve Algar yes yes that woman was born to be Lindsay Ryan Is it going to happen? You know what when I well, do you know what? I I can't I can't confirm or deny anything in that for, because when when I first when this was kind of first talked about as a possibility, I was just after watching Sicario and I thought Emily Blunt and Sicario, yeah, yeah, that's Lindsay Ryan. And then when um when they did up the outline, um they they did it was great, like it's really professionally done. And they had actors and actresses attached to most of the the roles that they would prefer, that they have in mind for these roles. And as soon as I saw who they had in mind, I, I became obsessed with her. And I just, I've binge watched everything. And she's, she is Lindsay Ryan. She is, I would love it, but she's not confirmed. She's not, mm. this This is who they would like to play it. And this is who I would absolutely love to play her. Um, but yeah, so so I, I, my most recent one that I watched is The Virtues on Channel 4. She's in that. Right. And in that, she is perfect. She's perfect. She's outstanding. Yeah. So if she, if she goes with it, yes, that would be absolutely amazing. So yeah. hopefully she will. It's great to have to write a book, isn't it, Michelle? And have a character that people want to hear and see more of. And, and I, again, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, you know, buttering you up here. Lindsay Ryan, after about 20 pages, I wanted to meet Lindsay Ryan. She's such a strong character. She jumps out of the pages because she's a, because she's a brazen jade, as we'd say in the old building language. <laughs> she takes no crap from anybody. Do you know? She's tough as nails. Tough as nails. Uh, and the invisible I just say, is out I, I next think that's, Yeah, the invisible is coming out in April. Um, so that's that's another Lindsay Ryan. It's it's based in Cove actually. Um, it's it is obviously it's a series, but it's they're all standalone books, so you can read the first one without reading the second. You can read the second without reading the first. Um, so they're all standalone stories. But yeah, so she's she's living in Cove in this one, and Cove is 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 in crisis <laughs> in this book. Um, so yeah, so that's coming in April. Yeah. Is Frank in it? He is, of course. Oh my God, he's he's the most important, and that's what we should be asking: who's going to play Frank? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we thankfully to, to, he made it to the yeah. the series outline. He's there, to, thankfully. To, to anybody, to anybody who hasn't read the book, will we tell them who Frank is? Do do Frank is our dog. Frank is 
Frank is her dog, but he's so much more than a dog. Frank is a service dog. And anyone who has a service dog or is a, they're the most amazing creatures on this planet. Um, so yeah, he's as much of a, a main character in, in, in my books as Lindsay Ryan is. He's a character all of his own. Yeah, so yeah, he's very important, and he's an old boy at this stage, and she really ties. He is. She depends on him so much, and he's he's a one. He, he, he actually, the the relationship between the two of them actually makes the book. Mm. Yeah. And you know that's that's where the inspiration for this whole series came from. I saw a clip a couple of years ago on on Facebook, I think it was. I was scrolling, and um, it, it, it was basically about PTSD, and it was a. a interviewing different soldiers that had PTSD and this one in particular and his dog and like his dog was just in the middle of his nightmares the dog would turn on his bedroom lights and just gently wake him the dog knew everything he needed and I just I just looked at that and within minutes Lindsay Ryan and Frank were in my head and I just started writing that day um, but yeah, so th- these relationships, I think, with service dogs and the people that they work with is just incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of them. So yeah, so I, I adore Frank. We so look forward Love to him. seeing uh, while nobody is watching and I look forward myself to reading The, the Invisible. I, I can't wait. Good luck, Michelle. Thanks so much, BJ. Take care of yourself. Thanks very much and have a, have a lovely Christmas. Michelle Dunn. And we'll talk in the new year about the Spike Island Literary Festival because that's another one she's working on. A new plan. We had a great night down there, Culture Night in September. Wonderful night. And after that, the idea arose for a Spike Island Literary Festival, which will hopefully happen for the first time in 2022. 1850 If you're looking to buy a book, actually, this year for someone for Christmas, buy a Cork book. Buy a Cork writer. You could buy that one. Um, I give you what I will do actually is I'll go through over the next week or so some local writers' books and just mention them to you. There's some great books by Ty Coakley that you could uh, that you could buy for someone. Um, and uh, there's, there's Michelle's books, and I'll, I'll give you a few more as we get closer to Christmas. Riverdance coming to the marquee in the summer of 2022, June 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And all this week, an opportunity for you to be there. Thanks to us and our friends at Aiken Promotions. Jar, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Good. Now, Jar, I'm going to help you with this as best I can, but you do have to answer the question for me. Have you ever seen Riverdance, by the way? Um, no, not the actual show. Right, okay. Well, it's a fantastic one. It's a great show, and this is the, they're celebrating a, a big occasion, a big 25th anniversary and all that, so it's a great show put together for the, the marquee in the summer. So what I wanted to do is, first of all, I need you to choose for me. Do you want a question about a river or do you want a question about a dance? Um, I'll try a river. You try a river. All right. Here we go then. What river flows through the town of Formoy? The... You'd be thinking very dark colour now, very dark. The black water. The black water. You see, there you are. I made it easy for you. The black water. All right. You and whoever you... Who will you take with you, Chair? Oh, I'll take my wife with me. All right. Norma. Great. Put you back on to Fiona there so we can sort all that out. So, Ger, our first winner with uh, Aiken Promotions and Riverdance this week. Every day is going to happen and then I'll get someone on. They'll choose whether it's a river question or a dance question. If they, if I'd ask, I won't ask, no, I won't. A river, and then you'll see how it works. Simple as that. 1850 Do it again tomorrow. Can we just talk? 
the opinion line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. We're playing all your favorite Christmas hits after midday on Cork's 96FM. With your local mace, friendly faces, always ready to help this Christmas. Santa Baby. For non-stop Christmas hits. Non-stop Christmas hits. My Christmas present for you. Listen to Cork's 96 Miss. Streaming online now. With Bridgestone and Desi Tires. For real value, service and convenience. Open seven days at four locations with late opening too. Desi'sTires.ie. Download our app or see 96FM.ie. Hey PJ, my dog is 18 months old. This is her second Christmas. She has a stocking which I will fill with new toys and treats. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, the Dog TV apparently has an Android app. And you can watch it on your phone or on your tablet or if you're one of these Android boxes on your telly, you can do that. There might be one for the iOS as well. I haven't looked. <laughs> I haven't looked, but maybe there is. Right, the walk-in clinics at City Hall. Today, Monday, there's a Pfizer walk-in clinic for dose one and dose two. And there are also booster vaccinations for healthcare workers under 30. Open from 9 till 4. You don't need an appointment. Tomorrow, there's a Moderna walk-in clinic for boosters for healthcare workers over 30. And that's from 9 till 4. No appointment necessary there. The the Pfizer is the dose 1 and 2. Uh, 12 to 15 year olds will need to be accompanied by a parent or guardian because consent is required. You must be at least five months after finishing a course of COVID-19 vaccine to get your booster. If you've had COVID since you were vaccinated, wait for six months after your infection before you get a booster dose. But for today anyway, there is a walk-in booster dose for healthcare workers under 30. That's from nine until four. And also dose one and dose two for anybody over the age of 12 who hasn't yet been vaccinated. Uh, They're there at the City Hall also between nine and four. You don't need an appointment. There were queues yesterday and the day before around the country for people to get either their boosters or their first and second doses. Just so we can try and hold off this Omicron thing, which they're talking about four or five cases in the country. There's hundreds of cases in the country. They just haven't been found yet. Because it's it's flying through the world like a dose of salts at the moment is, is Omicron. That's it, the programme today, edited by Fiona Corcoran, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. We'll talk to you tomorrow just after nine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.